This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. We're delighted, Jono, yes. to hand over the reins of the show to our, our wonderful newsreader, David Allen. Yes. Who's going to be interviewing a very special guest this morning. So, Dave, over to you and uh, welcome to Geraldine Turner. Thank you, boys. Our next guest is theatrical royalty. She's been in show business for six decades, and in that time she's created more roles on our stages than any actress in Australian history. She's an activist, a performer, a director, a writer, part of a small cast of stars who launched Australian music theatre onto the world stage and gave it a voice. She's here today to talk about her newly published memoirs, Turner's Turn, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking to Geraldine Turner. How are you, Geraldine? I'm really fine, thank you. Although it's a bit cold here this morning, but is it cold in Melbourne? Oh yes, absolutely. We're feeling the same cold snap as you, but is it snowing there? I heard there was going to be frost across the Southern Highlands this weekend. Yeah, probably frost, but not no snow. I wish it I wish it were snowing. I love it when it snows because it's it's sort of like a present for being so cold. You know? Exactly. <laughs> but we're going to heat our guests, our listeners up this morning by talking about your new book, Turner's Turn, which I have read and it is just congratulations. It really is a cracking read. Oh, thank you. That means a lot to me. A lot of people are saying that, and a lot of people are saying they pick it up and they can't put it down and they read it in one sitting. Yes. Which is astonishing. Now, so what- I'm really thrilled that they sort of, you know, I guess I've never written a book. So <laughs> when you write a book, you, you do it with all best intentions, of course, and try your best to put together the story and all of that. But then you have to put it out in the world and let it go, and you have no idea how people are going to respond to it. So, you know, I was really nervous because I decided very early on when I was going to write a memoir that I didn't want to write and then I did this and then I did this. You know, I, mm. I, I'm so bored by those sorts of memoirs. And I also didn't really want to throw anyone under the bus. So I've tried hard to be fair about everybody in my life. But, but I, I decided I was going to write a book, that's my dog barking, about, <laughs> uh, about my life and my career and, and, I, and to weave my life through my career so that's what I decided to do and but then I didn't know how people would respond to that or whether they would judge me or whatever you know but but they haven't judged me I don't think so well maybe some people will you know I'm not I'm I've had that all throughout my life anyway so being an actress so <laughs> Well, I was astonished by the lack of uh, proverbial Vaseline on the lens. You are very hard-hitting, not only about your own career and the Australian industry, but about Australian society at large. I mean, a vast amount of the book is about your family. Was it difficult delving into uh, so much of your own private life like that? Yeah, I guess it was. People always ask, was it cathartic? It wasn't cathartic because... Mm. All of these things have always lived with me, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, I had a difficult childhood and a, an overbearing mother and domestic violence in the family and uh, a brother who killed a small child and like, a, a lot of working-class family that were always fighting with holes in the walls from punch-ups from my brothers and I had four older brothers. And I didn't really feel much support from my family about my career except my mother of course who was pushing me to be a star because that's what she wanted for me but um yeah so I decided to write all of that and 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 I'm glad I have it no it wasn't difficult it's really strange because I, I I'm I'm one of those writers who sits and just it just vomits out of me you know what I mean and <laughs> 
I do. And then, <laughs> yes, I don't have writer's block ever when I'm writing a play or anything. I just, it vomits out of me. And then I go to bed, then I get up the next day and I read what I've written and I think, oh, well, that's shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I cut most of it. But there's always something you can keep from the day before. And so, you know, that's my um, advice to anyone who wants to write. Just get something down on the page yeah. for the day. Just write something, whether it's crappy or not. And then the next day you read through it and you edit and you throw out something, but there's always something to keep. There's a, a germ, of, germ of an idea that's good. Mm. And, um, yeah, so that's my advice to people. Now, I, I obviously am quite intimately acquainted with your career anyway, but for those of our poor unfortunate listeners who may not be, I just want to run through a few moments in the bio that just truly oh, are a sure. little bit mind-blowing. So I wanted okay. to I wanted to talk to you quickly about a few of those. Gough Whitlam, former Australian Prime Minister Gough Whitlam, drank a toast of champagne from your slipper. From my from one of my shoes in my dressing room <laughs> once. Yes, I know. I know it's astonishing, isn't it? Now that's I mean, just mind blowing to me. These days, you might see an awkward selfie of Tina Arena with Scott Morrison, you know, looking uncomfortable. <laughs> but you you don't hear of that kind of thing anymore. No, I know, and and you know, I adored golf and Margaret and. They were great lovers of the theatre and of the arts, as you know. You if know, only and, there uh, were more politicians like that these days. Oh, I know. I mean, Whitlam started the Australia Council and mm. and put and started all that thing in the seventies that put a lot of, I think, tax breaks into the Australian film industry. And wow. so the Australian film industry had a great resurgence in the nineteen seventies because of Whitlam. Uh, yeah, we don't have politicians. I mean, I mean, the opposition. Uh, forgot to they they left off the arts minister from their yes the opposition arts minister from their portfolios the other day they forgot about the arts funny about that isn't it we have two arts ministers now would you believe it i know it's good i know, i think tony burke will do really well i think i yes. think that i think he's a good bloke you know now, the, the, on the subject of arts and activism around the arts, now, you were, correct me if I'm wrong, president of the Media Entertainment Arts Alliance, the, art, the Artists' Union, for a long time. Well, yeah, it was for about six, six or seven years, and it wasn't called MIA then, it was called Actors' Equity. But uh, you bought the building there. they now occupy in Sydney, and you were instrumental yeah, I I, in... I, I actually owned it. Yeah, no, I signed the form. <laughs> you raised wages for Australian artists. You brought them up to a, yes, a standard of living. Yes, and also, we were the first actors' union in the f world to bring in superannuation, and I was very proud of that, whilst I yes. was president. That, that, was, that was a great thing to do as well, because up until that point, people thought it was all too difficult, because they were such small jobs and everywhere and how would you how would you have a super fund and all of that but but we organized all of that and started it and and uh yeah as i say the first actors union in the world to do that so very proud of that yes uh, well rightly so another kind of you throw this away in the book you, it's it's very briefly mentioned but people would best know you from uh, major productions like chicago anything goes but you've been in more original australian musicals than any other performer is that right it is right. And wow. I think I only worked that out a couple of years ago. There was that big book written by Peter Pinney and, forgive me, I, don't, I can't remember the other person, uh, it was all about Australian musical theatre. And we worked out, I went, I went to the launch of that and we were talking about all the musicals I'd done and we worked out that, yeah, I'd done more than anybody, which is wow. astonishing, really. Yeah, really astonishing. I've done a lot of um, works. And, you know, the problem with Australian musicals particularly, I think, is that, 
there, there aren't the budgets that there are in New York or London. And yes. so, you know, it's usually a small company putting it on or maybe maybe the Sydney Theatre Company or the Theatre Company or something like that has some money in it. And there's a set budget. And so you open with, with flaws in the show. There's no out-of-town tryout. Yep. There's no budget for rewrites. There's, you know, there's no budget for throwing out a song and putting in a new song and orchestrating it. You know, so what happens usually is the show goes on it opens, it goes on, and then it's never done again because oh. there are flaws in it. Not so with things like Summer Rain by Nick Enright and, and Terry Clark. Of it's course. had so years to develop. That's a bit of a life. Pardon? It's had years to develop, of course. Yes, and that's, that, that's had a few runs and companies still do it, so that's a great thing. Uh, mm. There are a few shows that exist like that, but, but there's no show that's kind of taken off and gone to the world. Not, not really, not yes. really. I mean... Some some jukebox shows, I suppose, if you <laughs> if you count jukebox shows, shows like that, <laughs> but not original scores, no. Now, Geraldine Turner's turn. Where can people buy a copy? Oh, gee, I think they can buy a copy in most good bookshops, and most good bookshops would order one in for you if they don't have it, um, <laughs> or or on you know Booktopia, Amazon, all of those places uh, online. Uh, my friend Les McDonald, who owns the bookshop in Darlinghurst in Sydney. We'll send them, send them anywhere in Australia, I think, free postage too. That's so. an iconic queer business, if ever there was one. Now, Geraldine, mm-hmm. I could talk to you for hours, but we've got to wrap up. It has been wonderful talking to you. Turner's Turn, written by Geraldine Turner, Australian Theatrical Royalty. Thank you so much for joining us, Geraldine. It's been wonderful listening oh, thank to you. you. Oh, thank you. I've had a great time talking to you. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast, brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.